Hello, hello, hello. We are in season four of the Chasing Dreams podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone who has been down for the ride, okay? I've learned a lot. I hope you've learned a lot. I've heard you've laughed a lot, okay? Get a few jokes in here or there. But most importantly, I hope you walked away with gems. Now, season four is going to be a little bit different. We are going from a seasonal podcast to a year-round podcast. So that means every Tuesday, I want you to check in with the Chasing Dreams podcast, okay? Now, with that being said, I'm not just going to fill up your timeline with needless information. Every episode will be jam-packed with some amazing content. Some content may be bonus episodes, some may be interviews, some may be one-on-one conversations. So make sure you are tuned in for the Chasing Dreams podcast. And as always, make sure you subscribe, make sure you leave a genuine rating and view, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it, and most importantly, follow me on all social media platforms at Tierra Nicole Riley. Now, let's get into these episodes. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Chasing Dreams podcast. So excited to be joining you all for season Four. Oh my goodness. So today I have one of my business besties, Miss Lakeisha Mosley, who is a Houston resident, Louisiana native, and all around powerhouse. She is the founder and digital event strategist of the LM Experience, host of the Convo with Keisha podcast, and the chief blogger at LakeishaMosley.com, where she writes about business, family, health, and more. She is also the head disruptor at racial disruptor which is a social justice forum that brings awareness to racism lakeisha is the mother of two adult children kanisha and kaylee a, a member of alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated which we will try not to hold to <laughs> <laughs> and the mu alpha mu christian sorority besides spending time with her children lakeisha is an avid reader loves true crime stories, and enjoys a good podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Keisha. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. I like to start every conversation by asking, what is the dream for you? Oh, my gosh. So the dream has changed for me. Uh, Okay, tell us about it. Oh, my gosh. So my dream was to work this corporate job, you know, retire, cash out. American dream. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just do it. But, you know, 2020, just like everything, it shifted. So now my dream is to take this virtual event space to a whole nother level. Yeah. And be great at it and still go retire and be on the beach sipping my time. Yeah, absolutely. So why are virtual events so important during this time? We're currently in COVID. Hopefully by the time this air, we're not in COVID no more. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But why are virtual events so important right now? 
to me, and it's to me, COVID mm-hmm. is not nothing to play with, number one. So if you are a brand or a business, you better not be having in-person events. I mean, you can do what you want. I'm not coming. I'm not coming, nor am I helping okay. you plan nor facilitate that. Okay. Listen, we got to be safe, number one. Yes, yes. And there are social distancing guidelines that are in place. So if you're a brand or a business that is used to having in-person events, you need a way to pivot. You need a way to stay visible. And the only way you can stay visible is virtual events. Now, am I saying you need to have a full-blown out conference or a full-blown out summit? No, not necessarily. However, you need to be doing webinars. You need to be doing something to stay visible. If you are a newbie, if you if nobody knows who you are, <laughs> you need to be having a virtual event. You need to be doing something to showcase either what you sell or what you do in a way that makes sense. You're keeping in guidelines, you know, in, in the social distancing guidelines, but you're also getting your brand out there so people will know who you are. So they're like super important. When this world even opens back up, even if next year, you know, they're telling us fall 2021 as event professionals. So if we still talking fall 2021, I'm still not coming. I'm still not coming because how I know it's gone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if there's anything 2020 has taught us, it's you have to know how to pivot. And if you are, especially if you're in business, if you are not pivoting, you took an L this year. Exactly. Point blank period. Point exactly. blank period. Especially the people who felt like, oh, it'll be gone next month. I remember May was the thing. It was like, oh, it'll be done by May. Oh, it'll be done yeah. by May. Y'all, we're recording November. So we are eight months in. And it's still here. It's still a challenge. It's yes. still a problem. That We can get into why, but that'd be a whole different episode, okay? <laughs> a whole different episode. But if there's anything that I've learned as an individual and as a business owner, it's you have to know how to pivot. You yes. have to. And those who are pivoting are the ones that are successful. In this exactly. Exactly. And people uh, look at that. What did you do during COVID? So COVID ends and here you come. Hey, they're going to be like, bye. Because when we needed you. Exactly. Exactly. Like when I needed your services, you was on the couch chilling yeah now i'm i'm about self-care and rest and all that so if that's what you needed to do fine but understand that was a choice exactly okay <laughs> <Ain't a> bad <laughs> one. absolutely so you talked a little bit about it but why should brands be use virtual events to stay visible i know it's definitely one of the benefits but why do you feel like it's a necessity with COVID-19, everybody's sitting at home. So now brands who probably weren't noticeable before are now noticeable. They're either doing product specials. They're even yes. doing services that mm-hmm. say they weren't doing before COVID-19 happened. So I look at it like some virtual event platforms. These platforms have been around for years, but guess who dominated? Zoom. Exactly. Zoom dominated exactly. So now they've been pretty penny, like totally, they've done things to get out in front. So if Mm -hmm. you are a brand that, you know, you do something that's commonplace, we'll take, you know, if you are a hairstylist, you know, Mm -hmm. at first you couldn't do nobody hair, not nobody. And your your pockets are hurting. Yeah. Yeah. 
why not teach tutorials on how to maintain your natural hair? How mm. to maintain a weave if you go into the salon and yeah. you not can go in for maintenance as often as you used to, but now you're teaching people how to do things that mm. not not to say that they won't still need your services because they will still need your services, but now you're teaching them a way to maintain. Now you're bringing brand authority, mm -hmm. brand loyalty, mm -hmm. and brand trust. Exactly. Those are all three things that will always keep you in business. If I know yeah. you show up, if I know okay. what you're telling me is the truth, and if I know that you're going to take care of me in and out of good seasons, I'm going to buy from you. Absolutely. And you present such a valid point. Like, even just with the, the example of a hairdresser, right? Like, I know so many women who used to go, like, you know, in the Black community, getting your hair done is a ritual. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, one of my mentors, she used to get her hair straightened every Saturday. Mm -hmm. And when COVID hit, now all of a sudden she's wearing a natural. She's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what products to use. You know, things like that. Because, I mean, when we talk about decades of getting her hair straightened every Saturday. Right. And it, and it really, you have to look at it not as, woe is me, the economy's failing, what right. am I going to do? Right. But look at how can I do what I'm passionate about in a different way. Yes. And, that's and reach they, a different audience. Yeah. That's what they miss out on. Like, let's look at one of the biggest fitness giants, 24-hour fitness. They are now going bankrupt. Now, in their facilities, because I'd have been in a time or two, but I, yeah, I don't play with exercise. Like, I, that's not my thing. <laughs> I understand. I've been in there a time or two and they have a they have a virtual room where you can literally go in and do a virtual workout. Why did 24 hour fitness fail the people who were paying them these thousands of dollars a year? Okay. Not pivot to virtual. Look at yeah. how many how, how many virtual fitness instructors, experts, mm -hmm. companies that have popped up. Exactly. A giant fell exactly. down. A giant fell down. Yeah, and I think about like the movie theater industry and how so many companies are going bankrupt and you know just really struggling financially letting people go and it could have been as simple as okay let's switch and go back to drive through movies so now you pick up your food to go and you come and you watch a movie in your car you already own the parking lot or have access to a parking lot right like instead of just saying hmm it's covid and we're upset like, yeah. how could you have done something different so right. that your business, because you could have dominated the date night industry. Exactly. Because I can't do, you, that, that's all you could do at that point is go get food. So then you go pick up your food and you go watch a movie. And, and now you've had a date night experience in a safe environment because you just sit in the car. Right. Win-win for both industries. Exactly. But they decided to just close what they're doing and say, all right, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. How'd that work out? Not too well. Okay. Not too well. Not too well. So when we're thinking about virtual events, what could go wrong? Like I, I could think of a few things, but I know you're the expert. So what are some things to, that could go wrong and how to be mindful of that? Oh my gosh. Something I am guilty of. Uh, speakers not showing up on time, different time zones. Uh, like. <laughs> I know that's hard for you because you're in Texas, child. Yes. So a lot of times, you know, you have to make sure your speakers know what time zone to be in. Tech, technology. 
technology within itself is just a just horrible so for instance i did a master class last week uh on a platform very good platform however they were having issues at night mm-hmm. i had wound up recording that master class because i promised a replay um, yeah a replay and so i'm gonna deliver on what happened you have to at that point find right. a way to navigate through those issues um you have you know uh people not showing up to your event they don't have the right links I mean, there's so many things that can literally go wrong um, in the virtual realm, but it's all in how you pivot. That is the key word is pivot. Hello. And it's a word we didn't know we needed in January 2020. But baby, if there was, if there's two things I could have told myself, let's call it November when COVID-19 actually started. Mm -hmm. In November 2019. Yep. But if there's anything I could have told myself, it would be one by stock and Zoom. Yeah. Okay. I would have bought stock. I would have spent my last dime to buy stock and Zoom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I knew what I knew now. Okay. Let's start with that. Two, it would be embrace the pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've always had the spirit of pivot, but sometimes you pivot and you don't want to. Right. However, what I've learned in 2020 is when you embrace that pivot, there's some good stuff on the other side that you oh, didn't yeah. even know that you needed. Oh, yeah. But then you like, you like, oh, okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, yes. So I do want to shift the conversation just a little bit. Um, I know you have two children um, and you've been balancing a business. You just recently retired yourself from a a regular job. Um, and as you know, I am becoming a mompreneur. Yes. So I wanted to ask, um, invite a couple of guests in who can talk about being a, a mompreneur, what that looks like, etc. Mm-hmm. So as a mompreneur, how do you balance life and work and family and business and re- just, just everything? How do you balance it? You actually don't. You don't balance <laughs> You don't balance it. And I tell people like when they go into this mindset of, okay, I have to do this and I have to do this. No, you do not. You do not have to do any of those things. I think we find what we determine balance as what we determine it as. Because keep in mind, Tiara, something is going to fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. Through the cracks. Something will not get the attention that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Some days, like I said, I'm a really good mom to Kinesi and Kaylin, and they get all the attention they need. But this business will suffer when that happens. Or there That's are true. things in the business that won't get done. Um, mm-hmm. If there are community involvement, you know, community service, because maybe they still, you know, sororities don't care. You still got to put okay. it in. Listen, and you know, I know, right? And I tell people all the time, like, Sigma will take whatever you give it. Yeah. It will take, like, you have to set that limit because this organization is not going to say, no, baby, sit down. Right. It's okay. Not going to do that. They're going to be like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And that's with your time, talent, or treasures. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to figure out what that is for you. For me, I just take it day by day. Yes, I make lists. I mean, hell, look Mm -hmm. at the board. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I, I spend time with my higher power, which is God. I don't know who everybody else serve, but I serve yeah. God. I spend a yeah. lot of time with him in the morning for direction okay. on my day. Um, yeah. But 
I think as mompreneurs, we have to know who's boss and it's not us. It's mm, the family. It's the family. They are the ones who are boss, but you mm-hmm. have to have conversations. So of course, with your baby, you won't have that up front, but as your baby gets older, you're going to have conversations about this is what mommy has to do. Mm-hmm. My kids, grown or not, they still bust in here, mama, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes it's like, I know yeah. mom has to I have to have those conversations. That's what mm-hmm. this board is here for. Hey, you know, this is what mom has going on on this particular day. So if you want to yeah. hang out, that may not be a good day for mom, but they're, they know they're in tune. And so there's a yeah. sense of pride for them as well. Like, man, look at what my mom's doing. It makes me feel good when my kids come in and say, mom, I'm proud of you. Yeah, you doing your thing, and it's not that I'm not busy and I always have time for them because I don't, but it's because I have the conversation. Yeah, so and I think what I what I'm gathering from you is like lovingly setting boundaries with your children, yes. and I don't think we talk about that enough. Like it's it's for some reason boundaries have become this like curse word, mm-hmm. like. As if because I'm setting a boundary, I hate you or I don't want a relationship with you or anything like that. When in fact, boundaries are healthy. So what I heard from what you just said was if you lovingly set those boundaries up front, Mm -hmm. your kids understand and they still feel prioritized. Like if today's a busy day, it's like, okay, mommy's going to be a little little busy doing X, Y, and Z, but tomorrow night is you and me. And now they feel like a priority. Um, And I definitely agree completely. Like I am the daughter of a mompreneur Mm -hmm. um, and she was a single mom, two kids, 10 years apart. Let's start with that. She was in puberty and potty training at the same time. Okay. (laughs) That's a single mom. And then um, she's an accountant. So her busy season is like January through May. Um, And you know, 2020 then extended that child. But then even with that, like, since I started coaching cheerleading, I realized I was like, tax season and competitive season overlap. And mm-hmm. I never feel like she missed a beat. Mm-hmm. Ever. Like the busiest time of her year was also the the time of year where I'm traveling, I'm doing it, you know, because mm-hmm. um, competitive cheerleading is year round, but we compete probably December through May, right? Oh so literally overlapping month for month. And I'm like, I never felt like she missed anything and then mm-hmm. also balancing my sister who was 10 years younger than me like right. as a single mother how in the hell I don't know right but I hope that superwoman strength is is genetic okay yes yes I'm sure it is okay my, my little sister was like well let me know if your mommy power is kicking I was like I will because I'm a needle <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious yes okay Yes. So as a new mompreneur, what's one piece of advice that you wish you knew? Oh my gosh. How to set boundaries with clients. Because mm-hmm. um, we we cater to clients and I know people are going to be like, oh no, she didn't say this. Your clients are not um, your party. Um, they're not. And I say that with the utmost love mm-hmm. and support. They are not your party, your family, and what matters because that client will come and go, but your family will always be there. 
your kids, your children will always be there. I do this to create legacy for my children. However, mm-hmm. I have to set boundaries with clients. And I wish I had done that at first because um, it was a lot of, initially when I became a mompreneur was, um, I don't know, I have to meet with so-and-so or mm-hmm. I'm going to miss it because... Now, them boundaries so locked tight, like you literally have to sign an agreement when you become a client with me to know not to call, text, tweet, send a bird in a plane to me at a certain amount of time, at a certain right. time of the day, because it will not be answered. And I think when we go into business, we so, we want to be liked and loved mm-hmm. and, and um, booked so mm-hmm. much that we forget the important thing yeah yeah the client doesn't have the power you have the power and you need to yeah. start off that way with it and and that is so true and that's the thing about boundaries like if you set them up front mm-hmm. it's not a conflict it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the problem is if you wait until someone violates your boundary and they didn't know that they violated your boundary that's when the fight gets started. Right. But if you have that conversation up front and just say, hey, these are the hours I'm available to you. This is what you can expect from me. This is right. when you can expect it from me. And you just, and, and then honor that, of course. Um, from a client perspective, like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. She's going to send me weekly updates on every Tuesday. Got it. I don't have to worry about it. You know right. what I mean? Right. Or even if, if you tell me, like, the communication is between this hour and this hour, like, even if I send communication after that hour, I know not to expect a response until right. whenever that, you know, like, if I text you at 11 o'clock, I'm like, one, it might be something like, hey, I know it's late, but I just wanted to send this before I forgot. Feel yeah. free to respond when you're ready. Because you set that boundary. Exactly. And then it's on you as a business owner to not reply until... Boundaries. The moment you violate your own boundaries, everybody else wants you to. That part. Yes. Yes. And I think we we do it too often and we get upset with people. I just started a, a complete onboarding process with all my clients. Like before we get into anything about your mm-hmm. event, you finna go down the LME policies and procedures. Yeah, yeah. What it yes. is. It makes this sense. Is what happens? You know, you have to let people know. I think we want to be so secretive about what we do. Yeah, there's a secret sauce to what Lakeisha does, but in order for her to do it, this is what it takes. So, like for me right. on Sundays, I'm not available on Sundays, but you may get a gazillion emails from me on Sunday. That is right. when I go through and I close out my week. I see what's mm-hmm. needed for the new week. And so you may get emails. You are not obligated to respond. And don't expect right. me to respond to you because I'm not. That part. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Hello. Yeah. But that's real, for sure, for sure. So when you think about overall with all the things that you do, what would you say is your number one secret to success? God. God is my number one secret. Some of these things here, I look up and I'm like, how? Yeah, yeah. Where did that come from? You and I were just talking about a whole thing we want to do. Like, where did that come from? It's because I'm so in tune to him. I cannot do this without God. I cannot do any of this without him. I didn't even know I had a superpower to do virtually this. Uh Yeah. You know? And you've been killing it. 
Yeah, and you've been killing it. So I definitely understand for sure. What's next for you? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Well, that you can say that. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, you know, and somebody asked me that the other day and I did not have a response for them. And that's another thing. We always feel like we got to have stuff figured out and we don't. We, okay. we don't. Like, we okay. don't. I don't know what's next. Honestly, I really want to take this virtual event thing to a whole nother level. Like, I want to, you know, show everybody that this is something that they can do. Like, this is something that they should be doing. And you don't always have to hire a planner. Like, I'm not knocking myself or anybody else who does this, but there are things you can do on your own, but you need to be visible. Like I want to teach people right. how to be visible so that they can be profitable because I can't buy what I can't see. I think that's your quote. Yeah, I think okay. Listen, quote right it's there. not, it's about to be. <laughs> okay. It's not, it's about to be, okay? But it's real. It's real. People have to know you're, what, that you're doing what they need. Yes. They have to know you exist, for sure. Exactly. So what final thoughts do you have for the audience? I just want people to really like, just determine what it is that they want to do with themselves, what it is that they want to do. Don't let anybody stop you. Because even in 2020, it was so many haters. I got rid of some, I cleared so many table chairs from my table. Mm -hmm. It was unreal. And you know, I think I put up a post the other day that said 2020 is the last year that I'm going to allow people Mm. what they want to do to me I just want us to tap into that greatness that we have I think mm -hmm. 2020 showed just what kind of strength we had if yeah. we were able to be adaptable and pivotal and I think a lot of people just missed the mark with that like we can do anything if I can retire myself from an $80,000 year job that's guaranteed in the middle of a pandemic, yes, In the middle of a pandemic to now on track to making $100,000 for the year, and I just left my job in August, you can do it. Like, come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can do it. So where can people find you if they want to learn more, if they want to hire you for their upcoming event, which you know I'm, I'm on your list, okay? <laughs> um, but where can people find you and learn more about you, the LM experience, etc. Oh my gosh, so I'm everywhere. Now, Facebook is my jam. I love Facebook. I'm trying, IG, I'm trying. I'm, I'm really trying, IG, y'all. I'm trying. It's just, y'all be commenting too fast. I can't keep up on there. Uh, and Twitter is unforgiving. So if you start on Twitter, you better drop a tweet a day because otherwise they will leave you dry high and dry. Uh, to follow my event planning company, it is the LM Experience on everything but Twitter. On Twitter, it's just LM Experience. There I drop tips and tools, lots of freebies. Um, starting to do some behind the scenes to show you what it's like to work in the LME environment, what it's like every day. Um, so definitely can follow me there. Uh, for my lifestyle brand, which is my blog, uh, Lakeisha M. Mosley on all platforms. So I blog about nothing but women, nothing <laughs> but resources for women. Like I just love my sisters. Yeah. I feature authors. I feature, you know, women that are doing things in their community, like just killing it out here that we don't know about because they don't have this right. big old name, you know, or whatever. Right, right, so, right. 
definitely can reach me there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining the Chasing Dreams podcast. Super excited to have you, um, not only on the podcast, but just my support system. I appreciate you um, and all the love and support you give on a regular date. Those event sessions, okay? We're going to schedule one of those. Yes, honey, yes. (laughs) (laughs) We are, we are. But I appreciate you joining today and sharing some wisdom, um, not only on virtual events, but how to be a successful mom in New So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Awesome. We'll see you next week, guys. Are we connected in the social world? If not, I want you to do me a favor. Go to your favorite social media platform and follow me at Tierra Nicole Wiley. Whether that's Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, or my personal favorite, Instagram. Make sure you connect with me for daily inspiration on all of the things. All right, talk to you soon.